David Main. Daniel Adams. Welcome back to the tractor. <laughs> what pleasure to be here. What a big weekend for What happened? Well <laughs> <laughs> We won the bloody AFL grand final. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so obviously you're happy about that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Hundred percent. Amazing feeling. It would be. Oh, actually, before we get to that, though, I want to actually go back pre-grand final to talk about how the weekend could have panned out. Obviously, yes. you're a big Melbourne Storm supporter. Well, and yes. Finished top of the ladder, favourites, massive favourites. They get done in the prelim. It's not a great start to grand final day. No, the thought ran through my head. This could be the worst weekend for David May ever. <laughs> so I've got the I've got the picket fence out the front. We had red blue balloons and one picket, purple white the next one, red blue the next, purple white the next. All right, and <clears throat> then that happened, and he just pop, popped. Popped all the balloons. Nearly going to go pop them all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> even even the red and red even and blue. the red and blue before you know. Pre-game entertainment started, but yeah, um, yeah, so we'd, you... we we'd been amazing all season. We probably peaked too early, to be honest. And yeah, on, yeah, NRL note: Panthers had always worried me and just didn't rock up. And injuries, you know, yeah. in the first twenty minutes and horrendous umpiring, as you'd probably <laughs> gathered. It's always the case when you lose. Tough. Please, it's, which which I must admit, and I'm sure we'll get to it. Um, I thought was well, the dogs got the rub of the green certainly in the first half, and yep, I was worried we were heading down a, a similar path. But <laughs> yeah, cream rose to the top. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think the umpires had an influence. Not um, later, not later on, but no, nah, only when. Yeah, so we'll get to the granny. So, first quarter out of the blocks, loving it. Did you were you like getting ahead of yourself then, or what were you thinking? Yeah, well, I was definitely getting ahead of myself, and definitely 
superior start and you couldn't ask for a better start. And I've sort of said to Marcus, my eldest, you know, you'd rather be up 29-8 at quarter time than the alternative. And Yep. So, no, look, I was happy, I was confident, but probably not ahead of myself. But yeah, um, it was. Yeah, look, five, four, what was it, four goals? Four goals, five to one. It was a good spot to be in at quarter time in a grand final. Absolutely. But then it's always in the back of your mind what's going to happen next. What what are the, what are, what are the Bulldogs going to do? And what and did you they know do? what? They did it. <laughs> they did. They came hard. And I remember well, when we were talking last week, you said the words, Marcus Bontempelli scares me. And what did he do? <laughs> He's he is frightening. Yeah, and he frightened me. And um, yeah, like uh, was probably more the third, no second as well. But he had a purple patch, and I thought, he's oh, um, you know, as commentator sort of said, he's got his hand on the cup, and you know, I thought he will single handedly put us to bed and well he had to a point and then I'm sure we'll get to it but things changed. Yeah. So he pretty much well he had a hand on Premiership Cup and probably on the Norm Smith as well. Oh I was nearly strangling that stage. it. <laughs> he kicked <laughs> <laughs> he nearly strangling. <laughs> yeah. So he kicked the goal that put them what'd they get up to were they nineteen points? It was ahead? nineteen that, I think yeah. yeah so he kicked that goal. Was that at half time? No, I think that was. I don't think it was. Oh, was that in the third quarter? Yeah, that, the third quarter they got to 19 in front. Yeah. To probably about the halfway mark of the third. Yeah. But, um, you know, that second quarter they, they did to us what we did to them, I guess, in the first. And just everything we'd done all season in that first quarter just disappeared and they, they turned it and. Mm. Probably up until the halfway mark of that third, and they, yeah, um, I mean, I thought we were gone, <laughs> and I'm sure I told you during that that period. I thought we were gone. I was nearly going to go to bed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we actually close. So I thought. Well, I was a G, uh, bit of a G up, but <laughs> my son had saw a side to me he'd never seen before, and he was a bit worried and. <laughs> Yeah, well, I thought they were going like we got a mate because I know, as you might know, I know Bailey Fritz, and we got a mate in England who played cricket. Our over boy, here. our yeah. boy Fritchie. Yeah, yeah, Fritchie. yeah, we got a mate in England who played cricket over here, so we knew him, <laughs> and he was texting, "What's going on?" I I wrote back, "Pretty much cooked." When <laughs> they got nineteen points, I couldn't see it turning around. No, neither could I. Yeah, it was just James Harms, I think, that put it in the the fat side and he kicked it and the commentator said at the time and I knew myself, like, he has to kick this. Yeah. The game hinges on and he did and it sort of just snuck in that one. Yeah, it did. And then 20 seconds later, he tried to climb some shoulders of someone and... <laughs> But he wasn't too invested. He was in, you know, invested enough to still be able to gather at the back of the pack and and kick it. And then, I mean, Flood. fair dinkum, we kicked four goals in a minute. 
Yeah. So I remember saying to Marcus, I said, look, because at that point I was going through my life insurance policies. I was, <laughs> and I, I sort of said to Marcus, if we can be, you know, gold down at three quarter time, we're in it. You know, that's it's good. Yeah. And then before you know it, we're four goals up. We dead set kick three in a minute somehow. And Sorry. the game was done. Like in, you know, dead set a minute of football. Was, mm. well, um, yeah, <laughs> just, just on Marcus, how much he's six and a half, isn't he? Is that right? Yeah, six and a half. How much yeah. during like he's invested in it and knows sort of what's going on? Well when that when that period happened when sort of the bond got on top and the dogs got on top and you know, he went quiet. But after that, like his his reaction, I actually filmed it. I put the video or the phone sort of up on the tally and, you know, shone it on us just for that. And his reaction when we kicked goals rivaled mine. Yeah. And I'm 41 years in and he's <laughs> six and a half. So, yeah. No, that's um, good. Cause, cause and as I a think... father, and I'm sure you're probably the same, with your kids and the success you've had, it's it actually that probably may be more emotional than the D's yeah. winning. It's like, hang on, he cares, <laughs> you know? Yeah, because uh, the reason I ask is I was thinking around sometimes you think like when they're six, they don't really know what's going on or they don't care or whatever. But then I thought, I thought back to myself in 1989 when Hawthorne played Geelong, so it would have been seven. Yep. And remember Hawks got out to a big lead and then Geelong were coming back. And I remember we we're at my uncle's house and when they were coming back I snuck outside and started crying. And I was, <laughs> yeah, I was, for some reason I remember think I remember exactly I was thinking to myself, no one because I was the only one who goes to Hawthorne and I was like, No one no one cares except me. And I was just crying to myself so like sitting in dad's car. I can I can picture that. <laughs> yeah. So I was just Especially yeah. now if if he's like that now Fast forward two and a half years and knowing what you're like, yeah, I can picture that. And yeah. that looked that was aside from this one for mine, you know, that was the greatest grand final I've seen, yeah, 89. But anyway, yeah, that was that was really fun. But no, was it was like, it was ages ago, to see the um, yeah, when we when Fritchie kicked those couple, then Christian kicked that one from the sideline, then we kicked four in 12 seconds. It, yeah. you know, he, he was elated. Yeah, that was unbelievable. Now, do you remember, I text me mate at this stage when they were not, like when they got 90 points up and then Caleb Daniel tackled Max Gorn over the Maxie. boundary line and then like yeah. stood over him, stood over him. <clears throat> I text me mate and said that was the turning point. I reckon, well, on the Tony Jones brought it up on the Sunday footy show and the other blokes were just teasing him about it because they didn't think it was an actual thing. But I just reckon the Bulldogs at that stage maybe just got ahead of themselves. Well, I don't I point. don't disagree because I actually watched the, the post-match on KO and I think it was on the couch. It was either Jared or Jonathan Brown or Nick Rewalt said exactly the same thing. <laughs> yep. Like the bond was on fire. And they sort of said, you know, their captain was, you know, had his hand on the Norm Smith and his hand on the trophy. Then Caleb Daniel tossed Maxie over 
was standing over him. It's like, there's the Melbourne captain on the ground to the smallest yep. dog on the side. And they sort of pinpointed that as the catalyst. But I haven't, yeah, I haven't watched it with that in mind. But given the timing of it, I would say that for some reason, it, you know, it happened at a similar time where we kicked it, into it's, gear. Well, it's really strange because Harmsy just somehow gathered that um, held possession, which we hadn't done all quarter. Like we hadn't won a one-on-one. Mm. And he found Fritch on that fat side. He kicked it shortly after he kicked another one. But, you know, dead set. <clears throat> that that was the tipping point. But without that, who knows what would have happened. And See when I heard the stat that we kicked 17 to 1 or 100 points to 7, I couldn't believe it. It just didn't yeah. Well, that's, yeah. you know, we, a, were, we were gone. They were all over us, but. It was unbelievable. Um, what Chris, was it like, just incidentally, what was it like for a neutral supporter? Because uh, I know what it was like for me, but. Yeah, no, nah, it was good. It was probably, I'm probably not quite neutral because I know Fritch. So yeah. I was going, going for Melbourne and wanting him to do well, which he did. So I was, I was actually like loving it. I was like. Enjoying it nearly as much as some of the Hawthorne Grand Finals. Fair dinkum, yeah. yeah. Just get the same sort of feelings. So it was really my good. Ne- my niece is a, and my brother in law was Hawthorne. Yeah. Because of my granddad, the nieces and myself, the nieces were going for Melbourne and they sort of said, look, we love the Hawthorne premierships, but we were sort of, you know, they really got some out of this. And yeah, that's great. It is, it is good to see good to see them win after so long and all that. Yeah. And um and the other thing I actually really like watching the Melbourne players, like the midfield's just awesome. Like, well Pat- yeah, to be fair, like it's um are playing, you know, football that's good to watch and it's you know, it's not overly defensive, it's an attacking brand. I mean, that's a high yeah. score for a grand final and you can tell they enjoy playing together and each other's company. I don't know. And the return it's... of the wingmen this year, I reckon, too. Like oh. Ed, Lang- Ed Langdon and Brayshaw. Yeah, Brayshaw's actually like, probably my favourite player, I reckon. I spoke about Stinger and Chopper. Chopper yep. level, because, you know, that was an era when wingmen existed and they actually played a role. Like, got a bit muddled recently. They were just sort of a an on-baller yeah. that played a bit wider. But, like, yeah. Ed Langdon just runs, and Brayshaw probably as well. And it was like the return of the wingmen this year, and it yeah, worked for sure. Because I, I played on the wing, so I like you would have been a wingman for sure, yeah, or was, a crafty, crafty half back in the latter years, probably. No, I like Brace, I he's real smart. Oh, yes, and Just, I think it's gone, you know, said a lot that obviously he was probably a <clears throat> he'd be playing on the ball in any other team, probably. Yep. But I think sacrifice his ego for the greater good and um, just keeps running. Know. But yeah, he's he's done it well. And Langdon just is a runner. And no, it's good yeah. to see positions being utilised what they are. And it's yep. probably something we haven't seen over the last decade because it's just been you know numbers around the ball everywhere. But for sure. And Simon, I like Simon Goodwin too. I mean, 
Sends real calm. Intention. Like my dad, because when he got appointed and he wasn't, we had a bit of a patch. He's like, oh, no, nah, he's not animated enough. He's, you know, I like to yeah. see coaches cracking the shits. And, yeah. And I sort of said, you know, I agree too. You'd like to see him a bit animated, like your Clarksons and Scots, I guess. But he's um, got his own style. And look at, you know, it worked or it works. And yeah, it's delivered. But he's, you know, he's got the plays. And as I said, you know, the, the current era is so different to 10 years ago, which is different to 20 years ago. And, yeah, absolutely. You know, Dennis Pagan wouldn't be sitting on Maxi Gorn's shoulders going champagne. <laughs> no. Time's That's change. Right. That's it. That's all right. Uh, I, I suppose it happens every year, but for some reason I noticed that this year with all the, like, reserves players running out after, yeah. after the game, wearing their jumpers and that, I reckon that, they're all just loving it. What are your thoughts on it, though? Would you – well, I've got you. What do you – Think about it. What the all the Reds play, players running on running out. I thought it showed that they were just they were <clears> tight unit. Yeah, maybe Dragon. Maybe they got out there a bit early and didn't let the other. No, I think yeah. I look. It's sort of um, look. It was great to see because obviously the more numbers in that, like especially in the current climate where. You know, we didn't have all the supporters there and this and that, so I thought it was great. Yeah, in that respect, but it's almost like, yeah, give them their moment, and yeah. then. But as a demon supporter, the more red and blue I saw, at that point, the better I felt. So, <laughs> yes. um, yeah, the, uh, the but it, yeah, it's a it's a unified front. It was it was um, look when it's that that long in the making. I think it's um, warranted, you know what I mean? But... So just on the grand final being in Perth, what do you think about the grand final travelling around and not just being at the MCG permanently? Well, I've always been a traditionalist and thought, you know, the 2.30 or 3 o'clock, whatever it is, start time of the G was essential for the, you know the greater good of the game, but look, I mean, you can't fault that game and that atmosphere, and I think the time probably works. Yeah. I like the idea of the, you know, the halftime show probably being under dark. Yep. And then the second half. But you don't want to lose the kids, and I think, you know, it's only for a short time that I've got kids that won't be able to make the 7.30 start time or something. Mm. But I just think it's pivotal, like for that, because you know you probably remember going to grand final bashes when you were younger, yeah, and being able to watch the whole game. And I, I think you'd lose a lot of that if you went for a seven o'clock, seven thirty start time. But yep, what about uh, just, what about keeping the same time but playing it elsewhere? Like, well. Yeah. Again, look, I've been to – I'm 41. I've been to three three, four, three or four grand finals. So on the basis you're not going to get to one every year, I mean, you'd hate it to be in Perth when your side's playing. Yeah. But um, 
I guess this has been a bit of a try before you buy sort of thing with Brisbane last year and Perth this year. I yep. mean, just as a spectacle on TV, you're not missing the thing, really, are you? So, yeah, that's it. I've sort of, I've sort of come around to it. I used to be yeah, like, yeah, I agree. No, nah, it had to be in Melbourne, two thirty or whatever. But I, I wouldn't mind it. Like Adelaide would be awesome. Be well, given Oval. given you're viewing it, you know, ninety eight percent of the population are viewing it on television. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it's got merit, and you know, Perth did it. Did it well. Um, as I said, you'd hate to think your side was in it for the first time in 30 years and was their only appearance and you couldn't get there. And yeah, you know, I, I guess for us this year, if it wasn't COVID, and I, would, I would have been in Melbourne with the family and my brother and I, and probably my nieces would have, you know, ventured out to the epicenter and Swords and sort of yeah, joined man. in the. So, look. You know, Perth did it well. I think it was a good, great spectacle. And um, given the sheer weight of numbers that are watching as opposed to, you know, being at the game, I mean, you wouldn't probably have it at the SCG, but... No. Yeah, you have to have the right venue. Yeah. But look, Um, uh, I wouldn't be against it, especially if Melbourne weren't playing in it. Yeah. If they were, they should definitely be playing at the MCG. (laughs) Yeah. And Maybe you could go to the home team, the yeah. top top team sort of thing. Well, look, it's constantly evolving, and I wouldn't mind betting that you know over the next ten, twenty years, you know things keep changing, and that's the way it is. But mm. more think, open to it now than before. Yeah, same. Yeah, if it's back at the G or whenever it gets back to the G, the, the first one back there is just going to be massive. Yeah, huge, and I hope that's <laughs> next year. Yep. And as soon as the fixtures out, we'll be booking tickets to go to the unfeeling at the flag at the first game. <laughs> yeah. Because given the age of my kids and COVID, we haven't been able to get down. Yeah. But hopefully, yeah, by round one next year when the fixtures out, me along with 95,000 other loyal paid up members will be at the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a DC member. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Just restricted. Yeah, I am too, but I let it go for six years and I had to pay every year until that I hadn't been. So it was like $20,000 or something. <laughs> yeah. Forget so about you get, it. You gave it up. I'll just, yeah, just go on a guest pass with Sprouty. Yeah, no, it sounds good. My wife's always like, why have you got this? Because I've used it twice in like three years. Yeah, I don't and think it's like... that it's, it's the prestige. It's the... Yeah, like it's an investment. Well, it's not an investment, but it's like hopefully when I'm older, I'll use it heaps or whatever. Well, that's right. And you get a cool hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which costs dollars. <laughs> so, uh, so how do you rec- what do you reckon about like next season for Melbourne? Do you reckon they back up? Well, you would say yes. And if it wasn't, if it wasn't me as a Melbourne supporter, if I was a neutral supporter and the side that had just won that game, I would say, yes, they're going to be there for a few years to come. Yep. Um, but as a Melbourne supporter, you know, I'm reluctant to say it. And, <laughs> and you know what it's like. I mean, Maxi could go down the first few rounds. Um, so you've got you've got to appreciate that, yeah, even if you don't get much better, then there's a, there's a side that may improve substantially in the off-season and... 
you know, they're not easy to win and they're not they're a lot harder to win two or three times in a row. For sure. You never know what'll happen. So, I remember two two thousand eight, Hawthorne won it and then they missed the finals in 09. But a big factor, I think, the whole back line got injured. Yeah. For 09. So well, it that, just wasn't the same. It, as I said, Stephen May's no good now. So all you need is a, you know, a gun mid, gun back, gun forward that go down early and you're patching holes and all of a sudden, you know, you're – Six from fourteen games or something, and you you're gone. So, yeah. Well, given the current list, if they stay fit next year and um, play the footy they did this year, yeah, we should be there. But you can say that about every side that's won one, and yeah, don't, don't follow up the next year. So, yeah, no. I think but they should I, be right. If I wasn't a D supporter and I'd just seen them win that, I'd say yeah, they're probably going to be there next year, but. Yeah, I think so. They're I've the right in, demographic. I've been There's in no... this track for too long. <laughs> They've got no old guys, really, is there? I don't think there's any old fellas. The radio today, Tom McDonald talking to someone, SEN or something. So I think he's got 190-odd games, and he's the longest-serving player. Yeah. Which would actually be Max, but he had those few Ricos early on. So yeah. if you hadn't had those, Max, he'd, you know, have the most games. But, you know, looking at the, the average age figures and things, I think we're, you know, right up there. Yeah. But, you know, that, that counts for nothing. It's just um, who knows, we could finish out of the top eight <laughs> next year. Won't happen. I mean, we'll probably finish top two. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, um, I, I spoke to a Richmond supporter this year and said, and I said, after the first flag, like, did you really care? It's like, you know, you've won a flag that's given, yep. as a Melbourne supporter, it's like what I would give for one flag. And he's gone, I remember loving the first one. He goes, I reckon I was even happier with the second one. Yep. But the third one was my favourite. Yeah, it's like he goes. Once you got one, you just want to keep winning them. And yeah, I was actually going to ask you: Do you think you'd be content? I was going to ask you. I knew you would say before me that you'd be content with one. Yeah, and as I said, I think we've you know mentioned the term "dare to dream." Yeah, and as you know, like you don't get long in this caper. It's you sort of got a window, and yeah, absolutely. It appears ours is now, and. You know, your Geelongs and Hawthorns over the last 10, 15 years have recruited really well and just stayed there. But um, no, I won't be content with one. (laughs) (laughs) I am, am, but going forward I won't because I know how long it, you know, it could be 30, 40 years. Yeah, you want to cash in. All of a sudden Marcus thinks, you know, we did win one, but now I'm 45 and that was 40 years ago. Yep. So... No, look, strike while the iron's hot. And I, um, you know, look, this is a good pastime. We all enjoy it and it's it's nice to have your side in a position like this and um, long may continue. Yeah, that's it. Well, I've just got a text from my wife saying it's nearly curfew time. So <laughs> not, not in the house. So... 
might make that do. All right. Well, uh, it's been it's been good. It's been it's been a pleasure. And when are you likely to see Fritchie? Is he going to be down the cold stream pub anytime soon? Or well, I think they're staying over there for a while. Then they probably have to quarantine for two weeks or something when they get back. But I'll yeah. play play I'll play golf with him as soon as we can. Yeah, Nick him. Yeah, as soon as he whenever he's available. Yeah, right. So he loves golf. So go and have a hit. I'm actually actually I don't know if you know, but we have we have <clears> another <throat> another baby. Yeah, I did hear you mention that looking for <laughs> another podcast. So congratulations. Yeah, That's... yeah thanks. How far away so, are we? Um it's due in December. So and what's months, what's the range months. from the first? Oh, it's thirteen, thirteen from the first, but it'll be eleven, eleven year gap. Fair income from the, from the second one. Yeah. Oh well, from all your listeners, mate, and participants, <laughs> we um, wish you and Charmel all the best. And thanks for that. So yeah. So my point was, I was going to get in a few games of golf before before that comes. Well, I mean, you're not a selfish person, so you know as well as I do that the clubs will be gathering dust for five years yeah. after that. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not. But we'll see how we go. All right. I better go in now and make, make you happy. Thanks, Dan. Well, thanks a lot for that. I'll talk to you soon. Chat soon. Ciao, mate. Bye.